0: Well, I'm sitting down with coach DeMarcus Harris head football coach at Mesquite High School we're at the Texas High School Coaches Association coaching school just an incredible event here that they hold yearly I think it's the gold standard for coaching clinics and coach has also been honored as part of the 40 under 40 Dave Campbell puts out uh, Texas football every year so coach congrats on that and thanks Thank for you. taking the time here today
1: man appreciate you again I respect what you, you do and I love what you're doing for the for the sport. So appreciate Appreciate
0: that. Thank you. Well, you want to talk a little bit about things that are relevant to this time of the year. And um, you're now in in your second year, hopefully, this is all a COVID free year, and we don't deal with some of those things. But you were able to take a program that was down on its luck a little bit at two and seven and turn it around to seven and two. And, you know, that's coming from a, a program that was doing incredible things all the time. So uh, that situation, first of all, what did you see in, in Mesquite that you said, you know what, we can, we can get some things done there?
1: Well, I watched them on film. Uh, we kind of played. Uh, when I was at Cedar Hill, we played the, the, a lot of the same opponents, so I would watch those guys on film. I uh, knew that they were not far off um, players-wise. Um, and then when the job came open, you know, I got a chance to talk to Cody Groves. Got a chance to talk to Gerald Sarpy. Um, got a chance to talk to the admin uh, in Mesquite and knew that they had the recipe and the formula to be a, a successful program. So it was a no-brainer for me. I knew they took care of kids. They took care of coaches. Um, and I, So I knew we had a chance to go in.
0: So looking at it now, you've had your first full off season, and now in your second year as the head coach, right? We, uh, we, we finish the season, we sit down, and we say, well, this is going to what – Work, you know, work for us this next year, this is how we're gonna do it. And we're getting to that point now, you know, uh, maybe five weeks from kickoff or so, where we figure out where we're right. For you, w- what was the focus this past off season to build this team and to build the program?
1: Well, the, the focus of the entire program was to take the next step. And so, uh, coaching wise, let's go get better at, at, at coaching. Let, let's get our kids to take the next step. Uh, we got to the second round of playoffs. Let's try, let's try to get to the third round of playoffs. Um, of course, we all want to get bigger, faster, stronger. So, big focus in our in our weight program, weightlifting program, is to get everybody strong, not just have uh, a few kids strong. We wanted the entire program strong. We had our entire uh, – all our skill guys, everybody standing up in our program is running track. And so, we wanted to get faster. Um, we kept our bigs in a weight room for, for longer. Um, and then – we put everybody through boot camp. Felt like we needed to be mentally tough. Uh, knew we were gonna have to play some some rock walls and and uh, rock wall heats and and those guys. You got to be mentally tough to beat those guys. you, you run into a, a Desoto or a Duncanville or a Cedar Hill, you got you got to be mentally tough to beat those guys. So um, we had had our boot camp and got through that. You know the summer's been big for us, and we keep it going. Uh, we're building something there. We built something. We're building on a a 7-5 season, second round of playoffs, and trying to get to the next step. And that's been our focus this entire time.
0: When you look at this time of year heading into camp, uh, what are some of the, the main things you're working on with your staff to be sure that we're prepared for this and that we're going to best coach our guys this season?
1: I'm, I'm really big on our staff. And of course, we're, we've been, we're in our staff meetings right now. So we're talking about the qualities of a good coach. You know, being on time, having a plan, uh, getting there early, uh, getting your kids to play, doing things right, uh, building a brand, growing the brand, uh, and then talking to those guys and, and, and talking to them about culture. We're not going to skip a step because we've been together for a year. We start over with it. this is a football, and then we, and we, and we get going. And so uh, we talk about everything in the program, what we're saying, Okay, we're, we're, we got words. We have buzz, words in our program that everybody says, and that's how we keep our, our culture going. Uh, they call it fluent Harris. You know what is Coach Harris saying? Well, I'm I'm talking about Skeeter speed and Skeeter Nation and uh, the fastest defense in the nation. Big O. Um, you know, I'm talking about we got a train that runs through our, our uh, facility, man. It's it's all day long, and we're blowing the whistle. And we call it the pain train because we want to we have a tough program. And so um, we're talking about all those things, the qualities of a good coach. Man, we, we go down to what are we doing on, in halftime? What, what's our time? We break our time down at halftime. And so we talk about duties. We talk about, you know, it takes a whole lot to run a football program. And so um, we don't miss anything, uh, and that's part of our culture. And, I, and we call them culture trainings and program meetings and, and those things and then that trickles down to our kids and our coaches are preaching the same thing and then our kids are saying the same thing so it's it's amazing
0: you had the opportunity to learn from an incredible coach in Carlos Lynn and um, how much of that ha- has made an impact on you man. to become where you know into this position today and to carry those things forward
1: man I without coach Lynn I mean I think he took my my coaching world you know he, he, and he opened up all these new doors and how I looked at coaching. Um, He's big into why, the why behind it, the culture. Man, you won't find a a better culture guy and dealing with parents guy. Um, And the good thing about Carlos Lynn is that he let me be right in the middle of it. Hey, you go talk to those parents and hey, this is how we run a program. It wasn't any secrets. This is how I do it. He went, this is how we do it. And so I've been able to, you know, I have the same philosophy with our guys. You guys gonna know exactly what we're doing in the program. This is your program, and and when you're everybody's invested in that program, you work a lot harder, and you protect that program. And so our coaches understand it, and they want to do everything in their power to make Mesquite Skeeter Football the greatest program in the country. We say in the country, mm-hmm. uh, and that and that's our plan. That's our focus every day.
0: Yeah, I like that aspect of.
1: How you were able to grow
0: professionally from him now how much of what you do now I know it's only your second year in doing this but looking at your young coaches are you trying to see how can I mentor these guys for you what what part of that I guess have you're an organized guy I can tell already in this conversation but are you organizing that part of it for your younger guys
1: exactly um, I want to grow our, whatever they want to be uh, I want to help those coaches reach those goals and so I want to make sure, and it's part of our, our culture trainings and the things we, we have guest speakers that come in and teach you how to be a better coach, how to run a program, why we're doing these things, why you need to be loyal, why you need to do these things. And so, um, and Coach Lynn did it for me, and I'll do it for every coach on my staff, whatever goal that they, they want to be a head coach, hey, let's come do some head coaching things. So you want to be a coordinator? Let's do some coordinator things. Uh, if you have a do it duty, do it the best you can kick butt in the classroom that's how you get to the next level and that's what coach lynn taught me and i'll forever grow coaches we have to in this profession we don't need to lose anybody
0: that's right that's right in in looking at uh, the the young coach today that guy who's hungry and this this isn't anything new this has been going on for a long time uh, sometimes you get that carrot dangled in front of you. Go be a coordinator here, or go do this there. Um, for you, what what are you doing? In, in looking at those young guys, to say um, I can give you more responsibility here, but I want you to stay here and grow. Or it's not time yet.
1: Right. Um, for me, I want every coach to do what they what's best for them and their family. I, I always start with that, um, but. I always tell our coaches, if you're with me, I want to be able to put – and I will put you in position to go do whatever you want to do. I don't care if you're a coordinator, position coach, whatever, because you're going to grow so much um, in this program. Uh, You're going to know what's going on in the program. Uh, A lot of times guys want to jump and leave and go to the next place. I've always looked for the next person. I don't care about the place. I want to work for the coach. I got a chance to work for Coach Lynn. You know, I got a chance to work for Greg Pales. I got a chance to work for, you know, Donald Stowers. And I learned so much, and those guys put me in the right positions to, um, to go be a, a head coach. None like Coach Lynn. Coach Lynn was amazing because he goes to everything. He's a clinic guy. Everybody knows him. Um, so a lot of the young guys, and my, my advice to the young guys is don't run the programs, run the people. And, and, and let them guide you where you need to be guided.
0: In, speaking of running your program, you know, you've, you've spent a lot of time as a defensive coordinator, but you've given up those duties. Why did you feel it was important for you to focus on being the head coach rather than also coordinating a side of the ball?
1: Um, first of all, Coach Lynn let me call it. You know, He's a defensive guy, but he's Coach Harris, you got it. You're the head coach of the defense, and you know I brought in Coach Roark, who was um, the safeties coach at, at Cedar Hill with me uh, for three years, to be my coordinating. And I said, you know what, y- you got it. You can call it, man. Yeah, it's yours. But I want to be able to manage the entire game, make the right calls. I can't make adjustments on defense while offense is out there or while special teams is going on. Uh, I want to make sure I'm I'm involved in everything, but not overly involved in all of it. Uh, but But I I love that part of the game. I love um, the time. Uh, This is the right call. This is the field position. I love in game analytics. So I'm always thinking about those things the next play, or if this happens, we need to do this. Uh, And I I felt like if I was a coordinator, I wouldn't be able to do those things. Um, And then during the week, man, that's what I learned as being a head coach, athletic coordinator you're dealing with other stuff. You know, you're dealing with. With this, right before practice, so that at, you know, have a meeting to go to, and and those guys watch a lot more film than I do. Uh, they put together the practice plans. I don't need to call it, you know. Mm-hmm. I need to, I mean, to be the guy that's that's analytics and taking care of the business of the program,
0: right? I th- I think when you look at the best programs, you see that complementary football. You mm-hmm. hear that term all the time now that the offense, defense, and special teams are working together. Um, you're in that position now where you can manage those things. So, in, in looking at working with your different coordinators, what things do you do to make sure as you guys solidify a game plan that one side or all three sides, I should say, are complementing each other?
1: It starts with uh, a practice plan. So, I sit, down, I sit down with the OCDC special teams coordinator. Where do we want special teams? Where do we want to put it? Who do we want on special teams? Okay, what are we doing on this day? What are we doing on that day? What, what are our special teams meeting times? And do the same thing with offense, defense. So, you know, we look at a game. Special teams is a third of the game. Those guys going to get 25 to 30 minutes of practice every day um, dedicated to special teams. Uh, and we have to work with each other. You know, offense and defense and special teams, they all have to work together to make this thing work. Um, field position, okay. What are we doing here? So, I'm always thinking – Play ahead. What, okay, hey, uh, what are we doing here? We want a uh, quick kick? Uh, well, is that going to put the defense in the bad spot? You know, just all those things and getting my, my coordinators to understand. So we, I sit down and I talk to those guys a lot. I call them every day. Um, and really just to, for them to understand what we want. Um, those guys are good friends. So they want to help each other out too. Mm-hmm. Um, they spend a lot of time with each other. And so I, I just think it's. I mean, it's 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 valuable that you those guys got to work together and, and do a good job together.
0: So taking things into practice especially at the beginning of camp here and you and I before we hit record we're talking about how those things have changed over time. You go back to the, the times of like the Junction Boys and Bear Bryant just grinding a team out and how that lived on those kind of ideas for a long time. We've certainly seen a change here over the last oh five to ten years where really looking at player level we're looking at managing content and contact and being smart with our players so what's your philosophy on the best way to practice especially at this time of the year beginning of camp as you're starting to install things
1: well you got a lot more time when when camp starts you get a lot more time with those guys but you also have to meet I always think about practice as you know we need to cater to the learner to what, what type of learner do, do we have you know some guys are Need to see reps. Some guys need to see film. Some guys need to draw it. Some guys. So I think we need to do all those things. Um, but I don't think we have to go out and have two days, two day practices to be um, successful anymore. I think practices. Uh, when we meet about practice, right? Okay. Practice plans is big for me. One of the things I really love about about the game, and I've always loved that about the game. Um, you know, where's your? What drill are we running here? Why? All right. If that's if it's ramped up, if it's a ramped up drill, if it's inside good on good, the next drill needs to be a walkthrough, talk through, helmets off. And then we ramp it back up, then the next you know, I want practice to kind of feel like a game, the ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. ups and downs, right. breaks and standing up breaks, sitting down breaks. Um, that's kind of been my focus instead of I we right, we're gonna have two of day practices. Um, but let's let's be efficient. With the way we practice let's get the most out of practice Uh, we don't waste time we get after it our kids love the way we practice and they don't realize they've been getting it for a while but because we have the ebbs and flows and ups and downs and breaks and all those things but it's just like the game and so i try to get our kids to understand that and our coaches to understand that
0: yes i had uh, on the podcast um a couple weeks ago uh, a talk from Eric Quorum, uh, Who was with the Houston Texans For a while And then William and Mary He's out of football now But he was talking about Scripting practice And he mentioned that exact thing That when you're thinking about Having your team in shape For a game did you want to simulate it The same way And he pointed out A couple of things One uh, that He went back and studied And you know Six play drives Are the norm There's not a lot of 20 play drives And he mentioned that In the NFL Over the last I forget How many decades there's been mm-hmm. only been One 20 play drive Right And also brought up that the average time, uh, real time, after uh, you've gotten off the field and you're sitting on the bench waiting for your next series is about 11 minutes, right? So you think about your practice flow, it kind of, like you said, it does imitate the ebbs and flows Mm -hmm. in the game that while we've seen uh, for a long time here, this uh, push with the up-tempo and we're gonna go a million miles an hour with everything, uh, that doesn't necessarily always mimic the game either. Right,
1: that's right. So, I like even the way we pra- practice, let's say we're going into the weight room to start out. Okay, I want us running into the weight room. Let's get some block destruction going to, to warm up. Okay, now usually we got a dynamic warm up. Well, they just hit a bag and tackle the bag and, and work their hand placement, shuffle down, and ran over here. So, they're ready to go. we get a, get us um, – you know, getting the weights. Let's let's get our weights in, and then when we're outside, and we just had that ramped up. Let's shut it down a little bit. Let's let's have a little walk through, okay? Um, but I, you can't just press the gas the entire time on kids because they'll they'll break down by the end of the, the end of the season, especially playing six a football. I try to play as many guys as I can. Um, I think about that workload. I think about how mm-hmm. much they're running, especially receivers, DBs. Those guys are running miles at practice. Right. You know? Um, so, always looking at those guys and, and their legs and how they're moving. Um, I'm, that's just always been my, my focus. I guess the last probably six or seven years has been my focus. What's the best way to practice? And so, I meet with a lot of guys and I'll go and watch practice. I love the way Baylor practices, especially their scrimmage stuff. Um, I mean, believe it or not, like Richardson High was unbelievable the way they practice, and I, that's where I learned a lot of that stuff from. Um, Laban Delay over at South Grand Prairie, and we got a lot of that stuff from him at Richardson, and then I took it to Cedar Hill, and it took off. And this is the way we ought to practice, and I mean, it's proven; it's got its results, and kids are in shape, kids are ready to go, and they're not beat up.
0: Yeah, that's such an important thing, and you mentioned their their workload. Uh, we still need to train them off the field too. We still want to get the the strength part for them. How are you guys working in the the strength part, the weight room part during the season?
1: What's that look like for oh, your players? Oh man, I lo- I love this part too. Um, we load up the weight. You know, the the mindset when I was in high school and probably when you were in high school was to maintain. Mm-hmm. We're not we're getting stronger, so we we cut down the reps six four two and we add weight. Uh, we do the, the core lifts and some auxiliaries, and when we have shoulder issues, let's work on the shoulders, let's work on the neck, let's work on the hammies, you know, to to keep us from tearing our ACLs and and all those things. But we add weight. We, We load it up and add weight. Monday is a bench squat auxiliary day, okay? We'll get some incline, okay? And then Wednesday is a power clean day, okay? And it's all clean, front squats, Everything that has to deal with with power clean and auxiliaries, and then on Saturday we bring in a guy that that his he, he has a gym and he focuses on recovery. So it's recovery. I mean it's some one arm stuff and this and that and one leg squats and stride outs and shoes off and um, and couple things I like about it, he knows how to recover, get kids to recover and get people to recover. And then our uh, coaches don't have to stop working on Saturday. They work straight through getting everything done from the night before. Our kids come in and watch film, everybody goes home. Then we can handle all the other stuff at home. Um, but it's, it's, it's good to watch kids get stronger in the season and then when you get to that first round of playoffs, if you cut practice, and now those kids are really strong, and then it's, it's just, just get better.
0: Yes, in, in looking at uh, the practice side of things, you, you talked about the detail you'd like to put into it and how you view those things, and certainly, especially early on, walkthroughs are a big part of that, right? So, uh, I've seen these done, right? I've seen these done wrong, but for you, what what are the keys to having an effective walkthrough
1: period? Man, um, big focus You know and, and I think It's different ways You can do things To get kids to focus Man say hey Bring a hat Hey wear your where your, your favorite hat today We're gonna wear your hat And walk through Well, boom That just eased A lot of the pressure On the kids I got my hat on Hey man your Hat looks good Now let's lock in Let's focus up um, I, I like questions uh, A lot of questions During walk through um, You know Uh, I I got. We got a saying: his eyes locked in, ready. The kids clap. You know when you think you're losing focus, Uh, but getting those reps, really slowing it down, um, walking and talking through everything because you're about to practice those things. There's nothing like practicing, and taking a test. Right? Practice, take a test. Practice, take a test. Practice, take the test. And I think it gives our coaches a way to gauge: do they understand it? And then I think you hit. The different types of learners. I'm a walkthrough guy. Right. Well, let me get my reps. Right. right? Let me get, let me focus up. Um, also, I think it's big that you rotate guys that are in line in the line because most guys are sitting wait on the first guy. Uh, right. No, no, no. Rotate. Okay. You you're to the front of the line, and when we do our walkthroughs, everybody's in line in our program. We don't. You guys, eleven guys walking through. We don't do that. Everybody's walking through. And we may ask the last guy in line, what are we doing right here? So everybody has, has to know what's going on. Um, walkthroughs are huge in our program. We, we build them in. Uh, we, we check them off. Uh, we walk through before the game, uh, during the day. Then we come back right before the game and, and have a walkthrough. We walk through and kick the field. We have a walkthrough before we start. Um, and I think it's just, it, it gives us a gauge, and especially the coordinators, a gauge on do they have it. So that's what I like about him.
0: Well, and that's important too. We think about that. You know, there's going to be situations, the next man up, In live reps and practice and team. There's only so many in team, right? right? So you're trying to manage those two, but those guys' opportunity really is to be able to take advantage of that. And if you set it up in a way where everybody's working, mm-hmm. rather than only the first team's working and only first and second, that everybody now, at least you have the opportunity. You know, physically, yeah, that's that's another another question, whether guys ready physically or not, but from the mental standpoint,
1: you should be able to go in and execute this. No doubt. And and that's one of the things I, I tell our, our kids to go home and tell their parents. At Mesquite High, everybody gets the same amount of reps. Mental mental reps. You're not standing over there doing something else. You're in and you're you're going you're in walkthrough and you're going through the same plays and you know exactly what's going on, all you have to do is go execute it and put your own little flair on it, whatever you want, but you're going to know what to do. And also our coaches are going to know what to do. We're not the the coordinator. I don't need the coordinator knowing the game plan. I need everybody knowing it. Um, I need all the kids knowing the game plan. I need to know um, when it's time to make an adjustment. Somebody else may have it before the coordinator has it. A kid may see it before... A coach sees it. So we do a lot of those things because we walk walkthrough and kids knowing the game plan. And we come to the bench and you know, we break it out and we go, all right, what are you guys seeing? Right? And But we're speaking the same language. Right. They're giving me this. Coach, they're giving me this. Number two's doing this. Number one's doing this. We don't talk with that guy or this guy. But that's part of that, that culture and what we talked about that allows us to just speak the same language throughout the whole program.
0: When you look towards wrapping up camp and then get actually getting into the season, and you know we, we have those scrimmages during camp, but it certainly isn't the same way. It doesn't feel the same way as the game. Uh, whatever happens in those, it was just you know we practiced for that a little bit, and then we're on and we're get continue to get ready. And the focus is always on week one. But you know I look back through uh, whether it was coaching high school or coaching at the college level, I always felt like finding a way to wrap that up that that camp period in a way that that was that was really strong and then also then to kind of click that switch and now guys this is the exciting part how how do you do that as a coach what are some of the things you like
1: well and I always like to break up our schedule okay really and truthfully if you're non-district it doesn't matter it's getting you ready for district play okay Mm -hmm. so I look at my schedule is three seasons: non-district with a with a scrimmage, district, and then playoffs. So, and then we as coaches change gears in each one of those seasons. It's a little bit more serious in district, okay? And then in the playoffs, everybody's locked in, and just 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 a, we ramp it up. Um, I'm always my mindset was that that first week of district district practice. I want I want the kids to think that we've lost our minds i, I really do like coach what's what, what's coach what are you on <laughs> like what's up it's district time brother let's go and so um i I think it's it's on us to you know even a scrimmage hey it's a scrimmage man we're going out there getting better um preseason let's go we want, of course I want to win them all but they don't stop you from getting in the playoffs all right. These district games, let's lock in. We should know what's going on, how we do things. Let's lock in. In the playoffs, it's a new season. It's 0-0. All right? And your record's 0-0. Let's go. Anything can happen. You want to win it, let's go win it now. Let's lock in. So I want to make sure we're growing the entire time. We're catching stride when we get into those playoffs.
0: So, Coach, you said you've listened to this podcast before, so you know the, the final question is about the winning edge. And for you, as you look at not just season, this season, but what you do as a coach to give your players the winning edge, what's that one thing for you you feel does that?
1: Well, uh, the kids will know that I love them and, and we love them. And, and we're building our program on love. And so when, when, you, when you love something and you love somebody, you'll do extra. You play a little bit harder when you love somebody. Uh, and, and our kids really know that it's it's family, it's love, and the only reason we're win- winning these games is because we love each other, right? And it's family, and we got a saying, it's forget about me, I love you. And so, uh, it's not about me, it's not about me as the head coach, it's about everybody that's in the program, and I love you guys, and so, you know, we break it out with that, we start with that, we end with that, and, and when it's time to, to play and, and guys want to pull apart or go, no, oh, no, 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 no. it's love and it's family, keep playing. Because you, you'll you do anything for your family. You'll do anything. You'll do whatever it takes for your family. And that's that's the atmosphere that we're building throughout with coaches, kids, everybody that's in the program, everybody that's around the program. You're a part of this family, and we're going to protect you.
0: For our coaches out there who want to follow you through the season or connect after the season, clinic a little bit with you, what is your Twitter handle?
1: Man, it's it's Demarcus Harry, all right, no S, all right, Um, 01, okay? Demarcus Harry, 01. You can hit me up on Skeeter Recruits. Um, We got Instagram, um, Skeeters uh, Football. You can hit me up on those things. Uh, I'm willing to clinic and talk to – Any coach, I love the profession. I think it's the greatest thing ever created. Um, It saved my life, kept me off the streets, and and kept me alive, and kept me out of prison. So uh, I really love it. And if I can give back to anybody, I'm 100% in.
0: Coach, I really appreciate you taking the time here at uh, Texas High School Coaches coaching school. Uh, Again, I think it's an incredible event. So it was great to be able to sit down with you here in person and talk ball. Man,
1: awesome, awesome. Love it, man.